0: Welcome, guys, and Merry Christmas. It is DK back at you with another video here to bring the five-game NBA Christmas Day slate. And this is the best slate of the year, always the one I'm the most excited for. Watch NBA all day long on Christmas. But if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on We also We also have a two-game NFL slate uh, on Christmas as well. So if you guys are playing that slate, make sure to check out my video. It'll be up right after this. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing for premium content, offer two different packages on at patreon.com NBA, NFL. We cover the main and the showdown sites. The sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks. And Prize Picks, if you're not familiar, is a player prop site where uh, a couple different ways you can play for NBA. The first way is taking over, under, and fancy points. The second way is taking over under and straight up points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made. And there's one um, free square here. Julius Randle is 97% off for the next uh, 12 hours here. He only has 0.5 points. So as long as uh, Julius Randle gets one point uh, tomorrow, you win that bet. So you can pick two to five uh, players and win up to 10 extra money. You can mix and match sports too. You can go to NFL and play a couple from NFL to pair with NBA. So if you guys wanna try out prize picks, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You get a 100% match up to $100. So basically, you deposit using my code $100, you'll get a free $100 to play with on the site. And finally, as always, I wanna thank you guys for your continued support um, on this video. I started uh, my Patreon actually last year, a couple days ago, uh, December 22nd last year. Um, so really thankful for, for everyone that has signed up uh, and thankful for you guys as well watching the YouTube videos and and you know watching the live streams and supporting this channel. Um, you know, I get to do something I love, and again, I can't thank you guys enough for that. So um before we get into the Christmas Day slate, let's quickly look back mine up here from last night, and we gotta, gotta tilt a little bit here, guys. This is now four of the last seven slates, I believe. One point. One point I've missed buying GPPs in for the last seven slates. Like, how is that possible? And you want to know the the worst part about this too, is if I get more than half a point from Chris Middleton here, I win five hundred dollars. Right. Um, the the two guys that tied for fourth did not have uh Delon Wright. He got injured. Um, the guys that tied for second did have Delon Wright and Cam Bradish who I both had and both got injured. But uh, again, I just needed half a point from Chris Middleton, and I'm winning $500. Uh, so now uh, in the last, in those four slates, I've lost, because the same thing happened the f- like about a week ago um, where I missed by one point. Actually, it was like a $500 swing. So I probably lost like $1,500 uh, by missing in, by one point uh, in these slates. So a lot, a lot of pain, but uh, hoping that uh, luck can turn around here for, for Christmas. Um yeah, so going over my lineup it was a super high scoring slate. Knew it would be with all the value. It was just so many good plays. A lot of guys ruled out. So yeah, Delon Wright, Cam Reddish, they both got injured. A lot of pain there. Um, Karis LeVert was a smash. And once Sabonis and Miles or um Sabonis and Bryden got ruled out, he was uh, in my opinion, one of the best spin ups in the slate. Nas Reed became a fantastic value once uh, Carlton Towns got rolled out. Hernan Gomez was a little bit disappointing. He also shot like one of 12. How is it even possible for a big? So like when JV plays, Hernan Gomez just smashes in 15 minutes. But when he gets to start and roll, I guess we just have to fade. Uh, Dinwiddie uh, also went off without Brad Beal. He was only 25% owned, was a little bit surprised about that. But again, there was just so many good guard plays. Middleton, I got a needed .5 points from him uh so that was that was pain there I was like sweating at the end because I saw this setting up I'm like am I really gonna miss by 0.5 points I'm like yep yep it's gonna happen and then Nikola Jokic was the absolute chalk he went for 63 fancy points so um that was it for the look back guys hope you had a good night on a super super high scoring slate and let's talk about this Christmas Day slate so we'll start off with Atlanta and as I mentioned with Reddish and Delon Wright they both got injured and Reddish tried to return um but then uh played like 30 seconds or so and came right back out. So I don't think that's a good sign for his um, chances to play tomorrow. Also, DeLon Wright, um, I think it was a little bit more severe. Um, Like I think he needed help to get off the court. So uh, I don't expect either of those two guys to play. And I don't think any of the guys that are already in the code protocols are going to be available either. Obviously, we'll monitor that news. There's a chance maybe. But uh, right now, the Hawks are probably going to be the most short-handed team on the slate. So I'll start with John Collins at 7 8. If you played him last or last night, you got pretty unlucky. He got in severe foul trouble, probably lost a good 10 minutes. Now, if John Collins stays out of foul trouble here, he is probably going to play 42 minutes. So, with basically everyone out for the Hawks, I think he makes for a good spend up just because he's going to do everything for this team. Now, Kevin Herter, there was some news last night that there was like a chance that he could maybe play. Uh, like, yeah, maybe able to play Thursday. And then, like, that was coming close to lock and we're like we didn't know what to do and finally he did end up getting ruled out so I guess he is the one hawk starter that there's maybe a chance he could return and if he does he's going to make for a great value too just because of like no one else now again I'm not I don't think Reddish or DeLon Wright play if either of them play they're going to make for good values because they're going to have to play probably around 40 minutes now if they're both out Bogdanovich have kind of been taking it easy on his minutes but He's probably going to have to play as many minutes as he can, as he can here. So, at 4 7, um, I like Badanovich a lot. And then the value here for Atlanta, there is some value. So, uh, two games ago, they started Gorgie Jang played 23 minutes. Uh, last game, they started Okongwu, and Jang only put 14 minutes. Now, Okongwu, they kind of limited his minutes the first couple of games, but last game, they just let him loose. He played 34 minutes. And the positive here with Okongwu is he's power forward eligible. So, like, you could technically play three centers, uh, tomorrow if you play a Kongu, and he's only 3.3k. So assuming Kongu starts again, I like him a good amount there for value. And then we got to mention Skyler Mays too. Started last game, played 33 minutes. Uh, if Reddish and Alon Wright are out again, he's probably had to play similar minutes. So, um, I would have some mention Skyler Mays there and maybe even Lance Stevenson too. Now he did only play 11 minutes last game, but, um, we know Lance Stevenson is a guy that can kind of do it all. And, uh, again, if there's no Herder, if there's no Reddish, if there's no DeLon Wright, like, he could, he might start. So, yeah, Atlanta, as I said, they're a team that are super, super shorthanded, and definitely a team I'm going to want some interest in. Moving on to the New York Knicks. So, the Knicks were, it was a weird situation last night, because R.J. Barrett cleared the protocols, but didn't end up playing. You had Quentin Grimes clear the protocols um, and was available to play. He did not play. And then Obi Toppin cleared the protocols, but only played, like, 13 minutes. So I was a little bit worried about the minutes for guys like Fournier and Kemba Walker with uh, Grimes and Obi Toppin available, but again, they just like barely played. So we'll start with Randall at 10.2k. Does feel a little bit pricey. I think you can use him as a spend up, but um, definitely not an optimal play. Alec Burks to 7 4. The positive here is just the minutes, right? He's probably gonna play close to 40 minutes, but um, the usage has not been as high on Alec Burks. Um, and then we'll have to keep it on RJ Barrett news again. Uh, he cleared the protocols, but didn't play because of the conditioning. So um, we'll monitor that because that if he's back, it would limit the minutes a bit for guys like Kemba and Fournier. And then Kemba Walker, what a game last night. 43 minutes and 70 fantasy points for Kemba. 44, nine and eight, almost a triple double Insane, insane insane stuff for Kemba Walker. So he's probably going to be the chalk tomorrow. But if RJ Barrett's back, then then there's, you know, the minutes are a little bit more risky. Right? I don't think he plays 40 plus minutes again. Um, but yeah, it's hard to deny what Kemba Walker has done uh, the last three games since he's returned to this rotation. So um, I do like Kemba a decent amount. My only worry with him for tomorrow is the ownership I think is going to be way up. Uh, Fournier, I, I just really don't like playing this guy. He's super scoring independent and you saw, right? He's not hitting his shots. Like last game. The floor is low, but if we're going to get close to 40 minutes again from him, then, um, I think he's a decent play there in the mid range. And then Mitchell Robinson started last game, played 25 minutes, but I think there's going to be better center options in the slate. Again, Grimes did not play top and barely played. So not much else. I'm really interested on the New York Knicks side. All right, Boston, Milwaukee. So Boston's a team that is... Um, relatively healthy compared to other teams in the slate. Uh, so we have Tatum, we have Brown at the top, 10 4, 9.4K respectively. I think both are decent options, kind of like Randall. Maybe a little bit overpriced, but they're viable to get different on this slate. Al Horford, don't believe he's going to be back. Um, but again, there's there's a chance maybe some of these guys do get activated before tomorrow. Um, as far as the mid range guys go, let's like check Schroeder and Smart. Again, they're kind of just secondary plays uh, for me. Schroeder did only put 18 minutes last game. Smart's a guy that uh, you know can fill up a stat sheet, but I don't know if it's necessary to go there. Now, with Freedom out and with possibly Al Horford out, too, I think Robert Williams stands out the most for me. Played 34 minutes last game. Did a really good game of 50-bomb. Um, and the Bucks will most likely be running uh, Boogie Cousins on the opposite side, who is not a good defender. So, um, I do mention Robert Williams there. I think it's a good spot, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. So, I like some Robert Williams. And Peyton Pritchard's been in the rotation here at 3.5K, but with, there's, with there being other teams that are way, way more shorthanded, that I don't think it's necessary to go there. Iso Joe did see the field, or did see the field, did see the court uh, last game, uh, which I thought was really cool, hit a nice uh, jump shot there. But I don't think there's, he plays enough minutes on this um, in this game. All right, Milwaukee. So Giannis, Portis, don't believe they're going to be back here. So assuming those two are out again, it's going to be Drew Holiday and Chris Milton running the show. And Drew Holiday's been phenomenal. Um, last four games, 55, 56, 49, 48 fancy points. He's playing like low to mid-30s minutes. So um, I think he's once again a very safe play. And same with Middleton. Like these are two guys who are going to play probably close to 35 minutes. So I like both Drew and Middleton. Connaughton feels a little bit too pricey for me. Boogie Cousins was an absolute smash last night went for 42 fancy points. And he's the, the positive here is the minutes, 27, 28, 28. So he's continually uh, playing big minutes here. And we know he's a good point point-per-minute guy. So I do like Boogie for value. Grayson Allen, his return, didn't play a ton. Nowora, um minutes have been ticking down a little bit on him. So you can use him as a contrarian value. But the other Milwaukee value, again, there's just other teams that are way more short-handed that I don't think it's necessary to go there. Golden State and Phoenix. So it uh, doesn't look like we're going to get anyone back that was out uh, last game, besides Iguodala, who I think does return here. So Steph Curry, 11-2. Well, he finally uh, hit value, or came close to hitting value. 37 minutes, 63 fancy points. Um, he went for 46 real-life points. That's what we kind of need from Steph. You're going to need one of those big scoring games from him because um, the peripheral stats are are not um, not great. Like he, he can, you know, get some rebounds and some assists, but um, he is a little bit more reliant on the scoring. So he does have a relatively low floor, right? If he's not hitting his shots, he has like probably like a 30 fancy point floor. But the positive stuff is again most likely no wigginson Poole, so like he's gonna have to do a lot offensively so i do like stuff there at the top draymond green at uh 7.3 k it's kind of just a, a secondary option for me right he's a guy who can stuff a stat sheet um but let's see is it coming up there we go but uh again at this price it feels about right like two games ago he had a, he had a massive game but that was kind of an outlier now the last game they started gary payton and Al porter jr um, Gary Payton started played 33 minutes. Assuming he starts again, I think he's a decent value play, a good defender, a guy that uh can get those you know blocks and steals. And Otto Porter Jr., um, a guy that's finally getting some minutes, 29 and 30 mets, and he's showing what he can do, a guy that can do literally everything. He's he's great at getting some blocks and steals. He had three blocks and one steal last game. Um and I think he starts again here, and probably plays about 30 mets. So I like Otto there for value. Again, if Iguodala comes back, he's in play, uh probably plays mid 20s mets or so off the bench. I don't think I get to any of these other Golden State value options just because, again, there's there's teams that are way more shorthanded. Moving on to Phoenix. So a team that is very, very healthy, kind of like Utah we'll talk about in a bit. Um, so Devin Booker, probably the guy that stands out the most to me. Since his return, he's played really well. Last couple games, 48-56 fancy points. And we know Golden State plays at up-tempo. Um, they play up-tempo. So I like Devin Booker here. Um, again, he's been really good also at stuff in the stat sheet, nine boards, seven assists, seven boards, seven assists last couple games. So I think Booker probably my favorite player here on Phoenix. Chris Paul, eight and viable, but neither stand out their respective price points. And some of these wings are kind of priced up from when Booker's out. So there's not much else I'm really looking to here on the Phoenix side, Brooklyn and the Lakers. All right. So here we go. Brooklyn going to be pretty shorthanded. Um, Katie, not going to return. Harden is back. And with no KD and like half the roster out, in a great spot here against the Lakers, um, yeah, I don't have to tell you how good of a play James Harden is. Um, the only concern I have would be is if they maybe limit his minutes since he was on the COVID list. But assuming no limitations, Harden looks amazing here. Patty Mills seven two will probably be the number two in offense. Uh, Both James Harden back uh, at this price, it's more of a secondary option for me. We do have Blake Griffin available at five six. He probably plays some big minutes. Him and Claxton will play a lot at the five. Um, So those two are both viable. And then here, I'll have to bring it up because Underdog uh, tweeted out. So uh, Patty Mills, Harden, Bembry, Blake Griffin, Claxton, Javon Carter, Shaq Harrison, Galloway, Ennis, Wenning, Gabriel, Paul Millsap. So um, I think, you know, the guys that get a lot of run in this game are going to be the guys that have been on the roster all year. So like Mills, Harden, Bembry, Blake, Claxton, um, and Paul Millsap. So uh, those are all guys that I think we can uh, look to. So um, Deandre Bembry, he's three point nine k. Like he might play like thirty plus minutes in this game. At that price point, it's doable. And I think Paul Millsap is the flat price. So like he might have to get you know fifteen to twenty minutes. So um, really, my, my main focus would be uh, of the Nets are the guys who've been on the roster all year because those are the guys I think have played the most. Well, also keep an eye on the starting lineup, but. That's where I would look to on the Brooklyn side. Moving on to the Lakers. So Anthony Davis is going to be out for about a month or so. LeBron, Westbrook both look pretty good at their respective price points. I do prefer LeBron to Westbrook just because I think he has a little bit of a higher floor. Both are guys I can stuff a stat sheet, but yeah, I do prefer LeBron to Westbrook. Now, Westbrook probably comes in at less ownership, but um, again, I think he is the riskier option of the two. As far as the secondary plays go in the Lakers, not a ton that stands out to me. I mean, THT is going to play huge minutes. He played 38 minutes last game, so I think he's a safer play. Mellow at 4 8 doesn't really stand out to me. Dwight did start last game, did play 22 minutes, so I think he's a fair value. But again, what is the opportunity cost of going to him with your center spot? And then guys like IT, Ellington, Ronda will get minutes. You can take darts in those guys for tournaments, but there's no one that um, you know stands out to me. And finally, Dallas and Utah. So on one side of this game, you have an extremely shorthanded team. On the other side, you have a fully healthy team. So, Dallas, the one piece of news we're waiting for is Porzingis. He is questionable. If he can't go, Dallas is gonna be extremely short-handed again. So Brunson would be the top option here in offense 7-6. He'd probably play about 40 minutes. If they have any chance keeping this game competitive, it's probably gonna be Brunson. The same thing I said last night with D'Angelo Russell One, once Carlton Towns got rolled out, I was like, hey, I like D for tournaments because if Minnesota wants any chance keeping the close, it's probably gonna be D'Angelo Russell. And he had a big game at super low ownership. Um, And then you have the value, like Jordan Finney-Smith is a safe play, but his usage doesn't necessarily go up. He is a guy that can kind of do it all. Sterling Brown at 3-9 would make for a good value. There's no Porzingis. 33 and 37 minutes last couple games. You even had Frank Nielkina played massive minutes. He played 38. He's not a great fantasy point-per-minute guy, but he would be playable, again, if there's no Porzingis. As far as like guys off the bench, I'll mention one guy here. It's Marquise Chris, who is a good point-per-minute guy. He fouled out last game. He fouled out in 13 minutes, went for 21 fancy points. So, if there's no Porzingis, this could be a game where Chris plays like 20-ish minutes off the bench, maybe a little bit more. So, he's the one like dart I would consider off the bench just because he's, uh, you know, if the minutes are there, he will most likely have a pretty good game because, again, he's productive when he's on the court. Now, if Porzingis ends up playing, then Porzingis and Brunson are probably going to be the two guys to look to. I don't know if I'd get to the value because then, you know, the minutes are a lot more uh, up in the air for guys like Brown and Aquino, right? So that's pretty significant news. And finally, Utah, a team that I always say they're a boring team and they're fully healthy. So like, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, Gobert. These are two guys against a shorthanded Dallas team you can, you can consider, but it's hard to prioritize either of them. Um, if Dallas can keep the game competitive, you could see some big games, but um, they're more contrarian plays like conley's at 6'2, doesn't stand out. Clarkson, Bodanovich are scoring dependent, they can have kind of upside, but they have to hit their shots. Guys like Royce O'Neill, ingles Rudy Gay, you know, are fair value plays, but there's just teams that are way more short handed that I think look better. The one guy I'll mention here is Whiteside because Whiteside's really, really good point per minute guy, and if this game blows out. You might see him play closer to that 20 minute mark. So he would be the one, you know, super cheap option I would consider on the Jazz, but it's a risky play because you probably need the blowout or you need Rudy Gobert foul trouble. But yeah, guys, that is going to do it for the video today. So if you have been enjoying the content again, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Thanks again, guys. Have a great Christmas. And, oh, one other thing to mention too. I will be live stream. Uh, I will be doing a live stream eleven thirty central or eleven thirty Eastern uh, before the uh, five game slate to answer some questions. So make sure to check out the live stream, guys. Uh, but again, thanks again, and I will see you all tomorrow morning.